This episode of Retail Remix is brought to you by Amarsis. You would think as a kitchen brand that cooking content would be what's most interesting to consumers. We've actually found that, at least for Caraway, it's what consumers are least interested. They like a lot more of the kind of home renovations and home decor recommendations or organization tips, which I think is you know, a bit different than what a lot of the brands in the space are doing. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Let's face it, over the past two years, we've been spending a lot of time at home. Living, working, playing, and definitely cooking. Jordan Nathan started Caraway in 2019, so right before the pandemic. In a way, this was a challenge, but over this time, he has learned a lot about his consumer and what we, as people, look for in a cookware brand. Now, of course, the big value proposition for Caraway is that it is a more healthful and sustainable brand, doesn't use poisonous materials to create its products, but... The brand also prides itself on creating very turnkey bundles of pans in incredibly stylish colors. There are a lot of elements at play here, so I wanted to sit down with Jordan to get a better feel for, one, what really drove his creation of the Caraway brand, what was his mission, what were his goals, And two, how he brings all of this together to create a very consistent, compelling, and content-driven experience. We're seeing more and more players, up-and-coming brands like Caraway, doing some incredibly thoughtful and innovative things with their digital experiences. So I was thrilled that we were able to get into a lot of the tactical elements across their e-commerce site, social media and more. Listen in, you will definitely get a few helpful pointers from him. Jordan, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to chat. Yeah, likewise. Because you have such a fascinating story, a fascinating business that you are building and scaling, you are the founder and CEO of Caraway. So why don't you tell us a little bit of the backstory? What inspired you to start the company initially? Absolutely. So yeah, a number of years ago, was cooking one night, put my fry pan on my burner, turned on the flame. And just about as it was start to cook, I had my dad called me, ended up getting distracted from cooking. And about 45 minutes later, went back to my stovetop. My whole apartment was filled with fumes. I felt really nauseous and lightheaded and ended up calling poison control to see what was going on. And they had let me know that I was likely exposed to Teflon poisoning from overheating the pan. And really going through that experience obviously was super scary, but led me down kind of a rabbit hole of researching cookware materials and found out that 95% of cookware today is made with Teflon, which is a dangerous chemical at high temperatures and felt really that there was a great opportunity in the space to create a brand around non-toxic materials and safety. That's great. And like, I do want to dig a little bit deeper into how you've taken that moment, right? Which is so scary. And I'm sure a lot of folks have had similar experiences, which have encouraged them to rethink their buying decisions, the brands that they purchase from. 
But to go a little bit bigger, I mean, it seems like you go all in on your mission. You embed ethics, sustainability, wellness, basically, to essentially everything in the entire value chain. Like I saw some things in like shipping and packaging, and it seems like more brands are doing this. So can you walk through how you stay true to this mission and your values, everything from manufacturing through that shipping and packaging experience? Yeah, so Caraway's, you know, core mission is to help clean up the overall kitchen industry. It's one where there's a lot of nasty chemical used within certain products. There's a lot of plastics, a lot of synthetics. And as a kind of new brand entering the space, we feel like we have the responsibility to help make the world a better place and also help individuals eat healthier. And so when it comes to kind of our products and approach to the environment, Everything we do across the product, we seek to find the most eco-friendly solution. So when you look at our packaging, for example, we have a 35-pound box with our cookware set. It's quite heavy, but there are no single-use plastics within that box. It's all cardboard that can be recycled. Our products are made with non-toxic ceramic non-stick, which produces less CO2 in production. And then we also take that mission all the way through to the end of the purchasing cycle. So we actually have a great section on our website where you can go in, enter your zip code, and basically find a facility to help you recycle your old cookware when you purchase Caraway. So we really like to think about the full customer journey, where we can make an impact. We're only two years into the business, so we're really excited about what we've done to date, but certainly have a lot of room to grow into and continue to make an even bigger impact. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the awesome things that you guys are doing from an experience standpoint in a little bit. But digging into products specifically, obviously in our world, we've seen a surge in products and brands that are going to market with the intent of being better for consumers, being better for the planet. Obviously necessary and important and fantastic to see. But I'm curious about just the cookware space specifically because, you know, it is such an emotional and personal thing. It's also, I'm sure, very complex. So like as you were kind of building this mission or vision for Caraway, I mean, what did you think was kind of missing from the cookware world and home world specifically? Was it largely just an ingredients-based issue that you wanted to address? Or were there any other elements, I guess, that you wanted to make sure were incorporated into the Caraway brand and business? Well, the journey for Caraway definitely started on finding an alternative that was non-toxic to Teflon through the early research. We noticed that cookware wasn't the only category that wasn't using the safest materials and so felt there was an opportunity to make a big impact outside of just cookware when it comes to non-toxic or eco-friendly materials. A lot of the legacy brands or products you'll you'll find on shelf today many times are materials that have been used for decades. Most of the legacy brands have no impetus to change and doing so would even probably cannibalize their existing business. And it takes a brand like Caraway to come along to really push a new material or narrative. And so the materials and eco-friendly is certainly where we started. But as we were developing the brand, talking with consumers, doing research, Design was something that really consistently came up as something that was missing in the category. A lot of the products that exist today, they're typically off-the-shelf designs created by manufacturers. They're not designed from scratch. They're really built for utility. And given what's been going on in the world in the past few years with, with COVID and people spending more time at home and wanting their home to be a better reflection of themselves, 
we really felt that there was this huge opportunity to create a brand that was giving you the tools to cook, but also was creating an environment and a product that you're excited to use. And so Caraway as a brand is, is very focused on the design side. We like to be very artistic in our photography and create products and use colors that feel like the rest of your home and not something like a bright red or a very dusty baby blue, colors that are more sophisticated and you know, I think match your sense of style or your home decor. I'm so glad you brought up the research process, Jordan, because I think that's the most interesting part for me being an outsider, like how brands are built. Like, what do you want to learn about your target consumer? What do you ultimately find out? How do you apply that to your business? So, I mean, other than the insights that you just shared, especially contextual to the pandemic, which of course everyone wanted to and still wants to kind of create this space that, you know, is truly representative of themselves and, you know, the space they want to be in for everything. Let's face it, like not just sleeping, it's working here, entertaining here. So, I mean, what did you find out about your core audience, you know, who you're building the brand for as you're developing the product line? And I guess, you know, if it helps, maybe take a step back and like explain who your target audience is, like if there are any specific demographics or otherwise that you're looking to target. When we first actually were ideating the brand, we initially thought that our core demographic would be, I think, individuals between like 24 and 30, kind of right out of the college market, ready to buy their first exciting cookware set. And what we actually ended up finding was a lot of those folks didn't really care what they were using. Typically, they would have hand-me-downs or go to Ikea or buy something on Amazon. And you know, I think quickly we identified that the market we wanted to be going after were individuals going through big life moments. So wedding registry, buying a new home, moving in with a significant other, having kids and wanting to have non-toxic materials to cook off of. So through early surveys, speaking with consumers, we were able to identify individuals within those life stages. And also, one of the recurring themes of early research was this lack of having space within kitchens to fit large cookware sets. And so we took that feedback. We actually pared down the number of pieces in our product to just four to make it a little bit easier to work with. And then we really noticed this opportunity where people were buying these products and 99% of the time, these products are sitting within your, your cabinets and not in use. And everyone's kind of left to their own devices to figure out what to do with them when they're not in use. And we felt that was a really big opportunity to, to help people store the product better, especially for ones that are more in kind of urban environments or smaller kitchens and was a big finding. And especially when it comes to the research process, we definitely do our fair share of surveys. But I think different than a lot of companies... We take a very data-driven approach to our product development. We like to scan across a lot of online marketplaces to look at reviews. What are people commenting on that they like? What don't they like? And also, you know, at times, question why the products that exist today are the way they are. And so I think in many cases, consumers don't know what they want. And it's nice to take a step back and really think of what can we put forward that we would be excited about ourselves that we think others would as well that they've never seen before. I like that. I like kind of getting out of your own tunnel vision, so to speak, from a consumer research standpoint, looking at the broader context, because I feel like it's very overwhelming to research cookware. I mean, there's so many options out there. Like you said, there are so many different types of pans, different purposes for them. And it's it's a bit cumbersome to kind of go through 
that process. And to go back to your earlier point, the brands that currently exist, I guess, in a mass scale or big box scale, you know, it's typically the same models. There's no impetus to change. I love that phrase. I actually wrote that down. So it's like there are two different competing things happening. And I'm sure there are folks like myself who you're brought up a certain way. You see your family using certain things a certain way. So you just kind of stick to that because it's easier. Like there's no incentive to change. Like it's just like, okay, this is fine. So I'm just going to stick with this. Which leads me to my next question for you around getting that acquisition, getting that buy-in from consumers. Are you finding that as far as inbound traffic and inbound leads go, is it typically people that are actively looking for clean cookware and looking at like the health and safety side of things? Or is it like, oh, like this looks like a fun brand. They have great colors. Or like, I guess I'm trying to gauge the level of education and buy-in required to get that acquisition. Like, are there any challenges that you faced from like an education and market reach standpoint? Because I could imagine like there are some people like getting them to change their behaviors, change brands, like could be a big undertaking. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a mix for sure. I think we see a lot of individuals, especially coming from a platform like Google, which is search base, who are in the market looking for cookware, searching for non-toxic cookware. But a large majority of our customers are discovering us on Facebook or podcasts or direct mail. They may not be in the market for cookware. And you'd actually be surprised at how many people see an ad and go and spend $400 the first time they see it. It's, it's pretty wild, but a big part of our brand is education. And so we look at our kind of product design as a marketing vehicle. I think it's what attracts people to the brand, gets them excited to the website. And once they get there, the education component on our materials and, and what we stand for is, is tremendously important. And so we try to really intertwine that messaging through all of our ads, through our website, through emails, if you join our email list. And hopefully, whether you're purchasing now or you're going to think about it in the future or looking to gift someone in the future, you're really at that point instilled with the values that Caraway represents. And hopefully, we're on your mind when it comes to to purchasing, but definitely a mix. And I think for us as well, it's important for us as a brand to be where consumers like to purchase. So in our first kind of two years in market, our website is still kind of our main platform for distribution, but we do work with over 10 retailers at this point, mostly online. And creating that accessibility for individuals is incredibly important. We want them to be able to access clean cookware wherever they would like to shop. And so we work with a number of retailers like Target, Bed Bath, Crate and & Barrel, and use those kind of channels to reach new customers and also help them shop while they're in those moments of buying for a new home or registering where customers wouldn't be coming to our website in those purchases and those uh, purchase cycles. No, that's great. I definitely think accessibility is so important. And honestly, a lot of the times consumers just simply don't know what exists out there. So I think creating those inroads for them to discover the brand, learn about the brand. I mean, it's good to know that price point isn't really much of an issue once people click on that ad and get to your site. So let's kind of drill into the site specifically, because I know that is a big platform and touch point to you. So once people get to the site, what tools and resources do you provide to make that product education and decision-making process a bit 
easier. I know that there's like customization opportunities. There's there's a lot of cool stuff. So can you kind of dig into like how you kind of nurture or guide the consumer through this process again, because it is so personal. It's so contextual. Like you talked about all of the different scenarios where someone could be buying cookware. So I mean, what are some of the standout components that you knew would be really important for your site specifically? Yeah, what I think is really interesting about kind of what we've done compared to a lot of the competitors or, or other brands out there is we, we actually don't talk about our product features or how well the pans cook. We kind of like to save that as like a nice surprise when you actually get the product. And so a lot of our messaging and our website, you know, from an imagery standpoint, we like very artistic, high design type feel, a lot of video and images showing the product in your cabinets. So to really display both the beauty of the product, but also the storage component, and then laced throughout the site, hopefully without having to go deep, you understand that as a brand, we value non-toxic materials, being an eco-friendly brand and have opportunities for you to go deeper with material pages, et cetera, to learn more about the topics that we're tackling. And then when you actually get to kind of the product pages, still leaning into that photography and messaging, but also very focused on consumer validation. So a big part of what we've done at Caraway is ask for feedback from consumers. I think today we have close to 30,000 plus reviews on our products. And it's really important to us that when you get to those pages, there's honest and transparent feedback. I know a lot of brands out there will have reviews on their pages, but actually hide the negative reviews. As a brand, we like to be transparent. We share all reviews that we get. And I think that's a really big piece of the journey where consumers can interact with each other, read reviews, and make their decision there. And then obviously have the opportunities if they want to learn more about the product features or the non-toxic component, they can go deeper, but also not necessary through everyone's purchase cycle. Are you a marketer looking for better one-to-one interactions with customers? Then look no further, as retail technology company Amarsis is holding a series of omni-channel strategy workshops this summer to help those with the goal of creating a consistent brand experience. Its first workshop will be taking place on June 15th, 2022 at the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Use the link in the show notes to find out more. Do you find that there's a typical trend towards the customer journey? Like, so going back to your reviews, for instance, I really appreciate that there are filtering capabilities. Like you can search reviews, you can filter reviews, you can just look at reviews with images and videos, like very robust and very thoughtful way of laying out that experience. So do you find that a lot of people maybe start there, or you also have a blog, like you are a very content rich brand as evidenced by your last response. So how do you see like that content kind of influencing the journey one way or another? Definitely. It's a great supporting feature. You know, I think a lot of people typically start with playing with the colors, definitely a tough decision for most to make and then kind of make their way down to the reviews you know, our blog's a great place to learn more about Teflon, learn more about the products, learn more about why the colors exist. We see a lot of consumers wanting to better enrich themselves in the story of Caraway and, and why certain colors exist, why the brand exists, etc. And then one thing we also place a pretty massive emphasis on is the chat feature within our website. We actually have a little kind of pop-up that tells you that we're there, we're ready to chat. We actually have an amazing customer support team and operates a lot differently than most. We get a lot of questions on what color should I choose for my home or 
what would pair well with these other products in my in my home. And so we actually Photoshop often our products into people's kitchens. And we see a pretty high interaction rate with our customer service agents, which I think is pretty unique. And so, you know, everything's meant to be as friendly as we can and as supportive. And we really want to help you through your journey, make the right decision. I love that. And I think that journey extends really seamlessly to social media, which obviously has played a bigger role in every brand's day-to-day, I think, regardless of the size or the category. And I think Caraway does a really nice job of having an expansive social media following, you know, curating user-generated content, influencer content. And it really brings that, that goal of context to life, which again is is very nicely consistent with your website. But I'm wondering, I mean, what have you found really resonates with your audience in terms of like that balance of owned versus earned content? Like, are you finding consumers are more responsive or receptive towards that user-generated content because of like that air of authenticity? Or do you find that because you're already such a content and context-driven brand that it's all kind of melding together and it's just to diversify the content itself? Yeah, it really, I think, depends on the platforms that we're on. So as a brand, we strive to be an aspirational company. On Instagram, we're very visual with in-studio or, or shots that we've done ourselves. But we also have an amazing ambassador community of about 2,000 individuals who support the brand and We get incredible UGC from our influencer community and customers of the products within their home. So within Instagram, we like to showcase kind of both of those types of content. Interestingly, you would think as a kitchen brand that cooking content would be what's most interesting to consumers. We've actually found that, at least for Caraway, it's what consumers are least interested. They like a lot more of the kind of home renovations and home decor recommendations or organization tips which I think is you know, a bit different than what a lot of the brands in the space are doing. And then when it comes to something like a TikTok or YouTube, definitely lean more into UGC, definitely lean more into kind of authentic content. And you know, I think the mix between platforms provides customers kind of different experiences within each platform, but also I think experiences that are native to those platforms. Yep. I think that's a great point. And I'm sure it's an interesting conversation for a lot of brand teams right now because there are so many different platforms all with their unique nuances or reasons that people go there, right? Like TikTok instantly comes to mind because it is such a creative platform. And then Instagram is always improving its capabilities, but there are content considerations to kind of go along with that to like help the brand really shine. So is there anything that you'd like to share there, like from that standpoint in terms of like what what channels or strategies you may be like relying on to not just, I guess, get that immediate engagement or action, right? But just to kind of use it as a vehicle to build credibility or even loyalty, because I could imagine like in your business, it's like, okay, you get that conversion. Awesome. But like, how do you fully immerse someone in the brand for the long term to the point where they're recommending it to other people, right? So I mean, what does that look like for Caraway right now? You know, I think we focus on trying to create a conversation with our customers. So asking them what new colors they want to see, what type of content they want to see, what type of giveaways, asking them to share in photos of them cooking over the weekend. And so we, we really lean on that kind of community element. And with that, try to keep 
both customers and non-customers engaged, involved with the brand, and really leverage our content to keep individuals coming back. You know, I think what's different about our category is people buy once. It's not a subscription. They're not coming back five times within a year to buy the same product over and over again. You know, it's typically a one-time purchase over the course of a number of years. And so we really try to focus on keeping them engaged with what they'd like to see and also continuing to provide education on topics either related to cookware or just related to wellness or creating a high design home or what other non-toxic products exist that pair well with Caraway and can help you build more of an eco-friendly home. Yep. I love that it kind of taps into the broader conversation, right? Not just this one-time purchase, this one specific component of your life, right? Like there is an opportunity for us to think a little bit bigger and go into other areas of our life. And I think the fact that Caraway is trying to be a voice or enabler of that is really great. And I know in addition to the cookware, there are other products. So you noted that you use consumer feedback to gauge new colors, you know, future design decisions from that standpoint. But how else do you use consumer insight and data to guide innovation and expansion for the broader brand? I mean, have you seen any new opportunities emerge from even the pandemic, right? When so many people are eating at home, spending more time at home, have you been able to extract any learnings from your consumer base and find new opportunities to grow? Yeah, especially too with COVID, cooking habits across the country have really changed. I think individuals now embrace cooking a lot more. You know, I think maybe beforehand it was seen as more of a hobby. And I think today we're seeing people spending more time at home. They're cooking more at home. They want to control what's going in their body and what they're cooking. And so we launched the brand in November of 2019, right before the pandemic. When we launched, we only had cookware sets. And actually, the plan for the brand was to only sell sets in perpetuity. And you know, I think one of the initial findings of COVID was, was individuals maybe not being able to spend $400 on cookware sets. So we actually quickly pivoted. We launched an a la carte line of cookware pieces and took back consumer feedback to alter the strategy that we were pursuing. And then deep into COVID as well, there was a lot of baking going on, a lot of uh, viral kind of recipes and things to try out going across TikTok and Instagram. And baking has become, I think, a big part of a number of individuals' lives. And we felt it was a great opportunity to really tap into that and provide ceramic nonstick on bakeware. So we actually launched that about three or four months ago, a really exciting product launch. And as we kind of move into the future, we have a lot of product requests from our consumers. The kitchen's a really exciting space because there are so many products within it and really leveraging that information to build out a bigger product ecosystem and, and also inform the colors and, and materials that people want to see within those next products. Yeah, I'm so glad that you hopped on that baking bandwagon because so much bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much bread during the pandemic. <laughs> Definitely. A lot of sourdough bread. <laughs> yeah. So this has been really, really interesting. I, I love seeing how the brand has been able to create this sense of consistency and I guess immersiveness in the in the brand story, right? Because 
as I was researching, trying to get my questions together, as I was going from like the site to social to the blog, like it all feels so cohesive to me, which I think is really the mission for all brands today. So it's great to have an example of how content, powerful imagery and a great mission can all kind of come together to support that. But looking forward through 2022, maybe even beyond, I mean, what are your priorities? Like as CEO, or I guess even at a high level brand perspective, like is it growth? Is it new categories? Is it loyalty creation? Like where are you really finding your efforts for the future? Yeah. So 2022 for us is a tremendously exciting year. We've been in market for the past two years, very focused on our website, very focused on cookware. And, you know, as we look towards the future, a lot of what we're putting our efforts into is growth through diversification. Obviously, we will continue to support the existing businesses, investing deeply in them. But as we look at the category, we feel there's tremendous opportunities across many product categories. So, you know, I, I can't divulge what what we will be launching next, but definitely a lot in the pipeline that we're excited to bring non-toxic materials, design and storage to. Our team right now is about 35 individuals. We have an outstanding team that supported the brand through where we are today and over the next year starting to hopefully double that team size to further the diversification and then continuing to expand into things like like retail and some other distribution channels to make us more accessible. So I think if we were to fast forward a year, what Caraway looks like today, I think looks very different. We're going to be in a lot more channels. We're not just going to be solely focused on cookware and bakeware and really in a position to be a full kitchen brand versus just a single kind of product cookware brand. Love that. So we'll definitely keep an eye out, Jordan. Can't wait to see what else is coming down the pike for Caraway and all of the incredible things that you do to build out your community and of course your content. Thank you again so much for taking the time out, for your transparency and for sharing a little sneak peek into the Caraway brand, how it all works and how it got to where it is today. Thanks so much for having me. And to all of you, of course, we would love to keep this conversation going. So if you have any follow-up questions for Jordan about the brand or anything else, please feel free to drop us a line on Twitter at our touchpoints or on LinkedIn at retail touchpoints. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on your preferred podcast player. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, frankly, everywhere else, we are there. And subscribe. We are having more and more conversations with incredible brands and founders like Jordan. So subscribe. We have new episodes every week, so you will receive them on your device as soon as they are available. Thanks again to you, all of you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.